There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's July 1st, 1979, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali. The Retrospectors. So it was on this day that Sony started selling the Walkman for 150 US dollars, pricey back then, which went on to sell 400 million units and become basically like a generic term for personalized music players for two decades. Yeah, I had one. I loved it. In fact, I had two. I didn't solely contribute to that massive figure, but um, (laughs) I did have two of them. Why did you have two when the original Walkman had an audio splitter on it so you could listen with someone else anyway? You didn't need to give them a second device. (laughs) I know. There there were so many interesting features about the first ever Walkman. And it also apparently had this hotline button, it was called, which allowed you to mute the Walkman. So presumably you could hear the threatening outside world around you because it had obviously been designed to take your music on the go and so you could just instantly press this button and it would activate a mic in the thing and you'd start to hear the incoming truck before you got crushed how lovely (laughs) yeah Rebecca did you see this hotline idea because actually the idea was that in Japanese culture it felt like such a step beyond to say to people walk down the street completely excluding yourself from the outside world that when Sony created the Walkman they had this extra port so you could share listen with someone But also, like Aaron said, an inbuilt mic, it was so you could chat to them. So you could actually say, hey, this is cool, this bit. It was like built on like a listening party vibe so that you're sharing your music rather than keeping it all to yourself. It was seen as like selfish Mm. to do that. Yeah, I mean, it was a complete departure. It's hard to for us to imagine looking back now, but it really was a departure from the idea of music as being a public listening experience to being a completely private listening experience. And it's funny you should mention walking down the street because the name Walkman, obviously, it's come from Japanese and it's this mm. type of word called wasai ego and it basically means English or other foreign language phrases used in Japanese but they're not used in their original language so it's like putting the English words together to create a new phrase I had a couple of examples for you guys if, you, if you're interested in hearing <laughs> yes please let's go I love it let's go for the tangents before we've covered the event why not <laughs> it's our show we can do what we like uh, so I'll tell you what it is in Japanese mm-hmm. Furontu Garasu some poisonous part of an animal that you shouldn't <laughs> eat <laughs> <laughs> no that is front glass and it's what you might call a car windscreen Ah, nice. I've got a really weird one as well. Bursera, which is bloomer sailor, and that refers to a schoolgirl fetishist. Oh. <laughs> if you look at the Wikipedia list of Wase Ego words, most of them do seem to be about weird sex stuff. <laughs> which might account for why they thought it should have a different name in Western territories. It was going to be called the Stowaway in the UK and Soundabout in the US. Mm. Which isn't bad. Do you like it? That just sounds like a 1970s kids TV show somehow. No, so like you've got your sound, you're walking about, it's got to play on roundabout. 
it's got to play on roundabout he just said like that was a strength <laughs> <laughs> guys it's a great name it's got to play on roundabout well, when i was reading about the name i was like yeah actually when you think about it walkman does sound a bit stupid but then i saw what these yeah. alternative names were and i was like oh no walkman's a great name in comparison i mean the truth is like all product names sound ridiculous in abstract don't they that's interesting isn't it like we mm. like the walkman feels familiar like the ipod is also a bad name really it's just mm, we're yeah. used to it yeah apparently its progenitor as well was a device called the pressman which was designed for journalists and it was kind of a mobile dictaphone they i guess liked the uh, i don't know masculine component of the name that they already had in their previous product and just strapped on walk as the the thing that you might want to do with this one i'm glad you mentioned the pressman because it does bring us back to the event itself which was sony creating this device because they weren't the first it was quite important to say there were personal music players not just transistor radios on the market philips had been making something similar since 1966 13 Mm. years prior you'd been able to buy a portable cassette recorder so all of the kind of mythology about how like the co-founder of sony wanted a personal stereo to be able to listen to opera on a flight because he was wielding out the tcd5 which is this enormous sort of recording cassette device that sony made it's a bit like lopping out a vhs player on your flight (laughs) all of those apocryphal stories are kind of bs because there was a market solution available what they did differently is as, as you said they took the press man which had a record function for journalists and took the record function away and by doing that they could focus on playback hardware that reduced hiss and background noise which made it hi-fi, truly hi-fi, made it sound better and made it smaller and more economical to make because why would you need to record stuff whilst you're walking down the street? You want to dance like Cliff Richard in the Wired for Sound video. (laughs) They had a great ad campaign as well. They really did a good job at making it look sexy. They had uh, the Japanese campaign, they had like sexy models wearing them and they had ad campaigns where people were skateboarding while listening to music. I don't know if you've seen the same ad campaign on YouTube that I've seen, Rebecca, because (laughs) I I saw these stats that said it was initially a modest success, actually, only sold 3,000 units in Japan and then it was this incredible ad campaign that launched it into the market. I was like, okay, I've got to see this ad, this important moment in marketing history. What did they do? What incredibly sophisticated marketing campaign did they employ in 1979? And the one that I found, Rebecca, was like a hot girl in spandex dancing to a Walkman, fine, but sharing the music because of the hotline feature we were describing with a Japanese monk. That was the... I mean, I'm not going to do the Japanese accent, but imagine elderly Japanese monk going, Walkman, Walkman, that's the joke, like an old man dancing with a young girl. It's weird to think that it was 1979 because it's got a very strong sort of 60s funky Nancy Sinatra vibe to it. Well, I'd say more Benny Hill. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose it depends which side of the screen you're looking at. It doesn't have to be sophisticated. It was sexy. And as you mentioned at first, it was only a modest success in Japan. But when it caught on, it caught on massively. So much so that the Sony Walkman is listed in position number four in Time magazine's top 50 most influential gadgets of all time. Oh, number two Um, in the T3 list. Oh, really? What was number one in Time? Because T3 went for the iPhone, which I think is fair. Yes, iPhone as well. So, yeah. But in a way, the, the iPhone has such a big connection straight back Mm. to the Walkman. You know, you can see how the Walkman begat the... Well, obviously, first it begat the Discman and then the Discman turned into the MP3 player, which was really where Apple got going on its its personal portable tech thing. And that led to the iPhone. So you can sort of see that through line. And I don't know, it feels almost unfair to the Walkman that it got bumped down a few slots given its contribution to the iPhone itself. In the sleekness of the design as well. So it was aluminium. 
1979 Walkman that we are commemorating today, just like the original iPods were. I mean, it looks sexy, which is why it cost $150. But I think people of our generation, when you think back to the Walkman, you sort of imagine probably what you had when you were a kid, which was a knockoff or like a cheaper, later version, which didn't have all these extra features. I had a bright yellow sports Walkman, which I thought was cool when I was eight and is kind of cool now I'm 40, but I probably wouldn't be seen dead with for the 30 years in between. (laughs) Um, Whereas the original Walkman, if you look at it, was right, right from the outset, not much bigger than a cassette, because they'd reduced all those components. So really cool looking and compact. But also built to last. The impact of that aluminium chassis is that it, it just went and went. And so much so that I went back to the house I grew up in, my parents' home relatively recently, dug up my old Sony Walkman and put in some new batteries, pressed play, it still went. It played my old heartbroken mixtapes. <laughs> is this how you saw your life going, Rebecca, sitting around with two hairy men? <laughs> <laughs> remembering the aluminium chassis of uh, recording devices I mean, gone by. We were talking about how sexy the the ad campaigns were, and I feel like you may have unsexed it slightly with all the aluminium chassis talk. And uh, if you guys heard about the Walkman effect, no. Mm. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so easy isn't it, to get Sorry. confused in this Sorry. yes and environment. <laughs> <laughs> so in nineteen eighty four. This term, the Walkman effect, was coined by a Japanese professor called Shuhei Hosokawa. Mm -hmm. And he predicted that devices like the Walkman would change the urban landscape as people became less connected to the environment around them and more focused on their personal experience. And I think that's broadly true, isn't it? I think it's so true that we don't even think about it. I mean, at at the time, the sight of legions of people wearing headphones in public did cause some, you know, comment and even some consternation. Some American cities actually banned the headphones in response to accidents obviously caused by distracted people wandering mm. into the road but I think we don't even think about it anymore do we it's become because so we've got normal. phones in front of our face mm. I mean that's the thing that yeah, like, yeah. to people of my generation seemed weird was teenagers walking around like literally looking at the phone rather than stepping in front of them and seeing what they're doing but like over the last 20 years that's just become completely commonplace as well hasn't it you see people of all ages doing it now even when they're driving and they shouldn't yeah you're right when you're disconnected to audio you can still sort of take the world in around you but it does feel like a different step in terms of that disconnect from the world to have your sight occupied to be looking down at a phone but and then to do both you know you wonder what the contemporary version of the walkman effect is you know yeah where are we going next vr headsets i guess yeah i guess so yeah so you just have an ar overlay and you're looking more at the ar than you are at the real world (laughs) still it was a good cassette player (laughs) (laughs) tomorrow it was airlocked and it only had an electric lighter, so they were aware of the dangers of yeah. open flames. <laughs> Love the show? Support the show. Patreon.com slash retrospectors. Part of the ACAST Creator Network.